Hi, I'm Dean. And I'm Krista. She's the daughter. He's the dad. And together we are Family, Family Plot. So put on your adventure hat. And join us as we take you on an adventure. Through strange true history. Weird true crime. And all, all things paranormal. I'm ready. I have my hat on. It doesn't matter, Dad. No one can see us. You're breaking the fourth wall. Family Plot, available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And most other pod listening apps. What up, though? It's your girl, Tamara Dawn, and welcome to Tamara Till the Break of Dawn. Now, first things first, I want to thank y'all for hopping on my train of thought today, because you literally could be doing anything else right now, so I appreciate you tuning in. And before I get too far off into this intro, I definitely want to give a special shout out to my podcast fam. So make sure y'all actually check out them podcast suggestions in the episode note. Last but not least, want to give a special shout out to Sniper T for this beat. And all his information can be found in the episode notes as well. So, now that we got all that out the way, let's get it. hey y'all hey what up though welcome to another episode thank y'all for tuning in i'm so excited about this episode because one thing i know is that all the technical difficulties that we had to get here y'all don't even understand like it just don't make no sense so i know this episode is about to be fire I got a guest today, and I'm pretty sure I'll have him back again at some other point because I just really appreciate the perspective and the way he articulates himself. So without further ado, y'all welcome to the show, Penrose. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. How are you? I'm (laughs) good. You see how I just tried to keep it like it was the first time we did this? (laughs) Right. Man, y'all, this is, I mean, like, take, I don't even know. Like, it's just been stuff that don't even make sense. But I love that I could talk to y'all about that since my show's like a journal anyway. But nevertheless... we three hours late and we started on time. That's the fun stuff. (laughs) And that's the part of, like, bruh, y'all just... Woo! But the devil is busy, but God is faithful, and here we are. And um, glad to be here. Yeah. So before we get but, uh, too into the topic, uh-huh. I need y'all to understand something about this man that um, I don't even. That is understand. awesome and right. And I don't know about that, but this dude like real life eats candy corn, and when I say he eats candy corn, like we beef about this on Twitter and he be going hard for candy corn like it's good like i just don't understand (laughs) um i mean i am newly uh newly appointed leader of the candy corn coalition you know we are plentiful and purposeful we will not take any slander (laughs) candy corn has to be the absolute well the second best uh candy in my personal opinion oh wow oh wow so we are not going to take anything. We're talking hey. pumpkins. We're talking chocolate Ooh. flavor. We're talking regular flavor. 
Man, you wild, candy corn. <laughs> Listen, okay? You I want all my wilding. people to know, all my people that love candy corn, that all your friends been going on you for like 10 years. Listen, I look at candy corn like I look at cocaine. That's a lot of motherfuckers say they don't do it. Half of them lying. Fuck what y'all talking about. Okay, well, people and Penrose, I can assure you that when I say I have never done cocaine, just like... <laughs> Just like I can assure you that I don't like candy corn, so ew. But moving on. No, I'm just joking. Candy corn is the shit, though. I don't it's, understand people who don't like it. It's some stuff, all right. But uh, um, I brought him here today, though, y'all, because like when it comes to talking about stuff like relationships and stuff like that, I really enjoy getting the male perspective because. Y'all think differently than we do. And a lot of times if I try to talk to my homegirls about something, whatever they say is going to echo or it's going to confirm whatever I'm already thinking. And then, you know, a lot of times it don't really be on point because men think differently. Um, but, But one thing that I always like to get men's perspective on is who should initiate pursuit well, you know, like when you interested in someone, should it be, is it on the man? Is it on the woman? Like, where do you land when it comes to that? Um, I feel it's on both of them. It's on the energy that's in the room. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. When we first initially see someone, sometimes we see them before they see us. And the cliche thing of a woman not shooting her shot, that is horribly played out. When you want something, when you want a job, when you want a new car, when you want some clothes, when you want anything, even if it's something you have to persuade somebody to get, you will go get it. But yet when we see somebody that we want to pursue, either for a mate or whatever other purpose, we tend to shy away because of what society says. So in my personal mm-hmm. opinion, it's on the energy that's in the room. Um, there, will, there will be a lot more successful relationships out here or just a lot more relationships, period, if women shot their shot. There would be a lot less horrible, dumb relationships if dudes didn't shoot their shot just for no absolute reason. The energy has to be real. You know when you're supposed to shoot your shot at somebody or not. And a lot of times I think out of, again, out of status quo and out of cliche reasons, we either do not or we do. And that leads to to uh, 50% divorce rate in all of America. <laughs> Mm. But no, I think that I think that the, it's, it's supposed to be on both sides, though. Real talk. So my question, my next question, then, um, because in my experience, which Yahoo listen or whatever, you know, I've been single for a long time, and so situationships, as I like to call them, is about all that I've had, where it's been like a friend I was interested in, and lines were crossed, and here we are, but we never really had a title. It never really went anywhere. And then, to be honest. It's like when you get into the whole friends with benefits type thing, it's like we ain't even friends no more. Once the quote unquote benefit came and then once that was over, like I don't even talk to them anymore. So then I guess my next question would be, are there actually benefits to friends with benefits or is it really just a more toxic thing? Because I guess I'll go first with this. Like I said, My experience has been that anyone that we crossed a line, be getting physical in any kind of way, we ain't friends no more. Usually um, it's just become super toxic. And 
you know, I've had conversations with some of my female friends where they'll say that, oh, well, we can just do whatever and I'm not tripping. But I just feel like I don't think that's true because men, women, I mean, tend to be more emotionally driven when it comes to, I guess, feeling connected to people. And I just don't think that for females and, and some people may disagree, but I guess maybe for me personally, I have not seen there actually be a benefit to the friends with benefits. Um, in my personal opinion, I feel friends with benefits only works when that is the initial step. And we pay attention to the boundaries and the rules that are in place. Nine times out of 10, because we're human beings and we usually run off emotion before we think, we tend to cross those, those lanes. Uh, friends with benefits, the benefit could be the fact that you don't want to date somebody and you have somebody that you two are having sex with each other and only each other, if that is the rule. Or friends with benefits could, you know, the benefit could definitely be there, but we have to pay attention and adhere to the boundaries that are set in place. Again, um, we tend to, as people, we tend to, in life, follow any boundary that is set before us that somebody else sets, i.e. speed limits, i.e. what you can and cannot do at work, i.e. growing up in your parents' house and what you should and should not do and can and cannot do. But when it comes to ourselves and our emotions and our, our actual soul and energy, we're so haphazardly and lenient with the rules and the boundaries. Mm. So we say we want a friend with benefits and we meet that person and they're everything that we say we needed in a friend with benefit, but because the sexual relations have become too good or now we're spending too much time, we've allowed ourselves to cross over into an area that we should not have. And that's what mess messes the benefit up. Because who doesn't want emotion? Who doesn't want companionship? But this is not what you ask this person for. And even if they want the same thing, that we a lot of times we don't even sit down and discuss things. It's just like I heard somebody the other day was like, yeah, well, you, you shouldn't have to discuss if you're in a relationship or not. What? What do you mean? Just because I've been talking to you for so long doesn't mean that you feel the way that I feel. So the same thing with friends with benefits. If we don't adhere to respecting the boundaries in place and if our feelings change respect the other person their feelings may not change and they may not feel the way that you feel so there's a benefit mm -hmm. to it it's just that most people don't stick to the line that they're supposed to stay in so i'm gonna back up to something you said because i want to know if you believe if this is true like if this is a thing do you believe in soul ties because you said that we haphazardly get into these situations and Part of why, like, I didn't always have the views that I have when it comes to intimacy and, you know, having sex with people and stuff like that. But I'm a firm believer, you know, that as part of, I guess, if you want to say energy or whatever, that like when you have sex with someone, you become one with them, y'all souls become whatever. And I think that some of the, like, I remember seeing a meme where it was like a, I guess a demon or whatever. And, but it was the female. So it wasn't the man because, you know, they always try to make the man whatever. <laughs> but it was this man hugging this woman who looked dead inside. And she just basically looked like a demon. And it was saying, you got to be careful who you join with. And so um, a lot of people have different views on soul ties. But do you believe that's a thing when you become physically intimate with someone? Yes. And I believe when you let out with somebody, you take a piece of them with you. Mm. Um, th th there is no 
way that any two human beings can become closer. The closest you can ever become with another person physically is by intercourse. Whether, however you do it, that's the closest way you can get to somebody. And so I feel energy, the soul energy, whatever you want to call it, your spirit is all the same thing. Like those things have to tie with somebody else because we're not this the 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 flesh that you're walking around in is just the vehicle that you have to use that it, that makes it good for this earth. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure there's another planet somewhere else where people look totally different if you believe in that. But this is this is not us. The the, the spirit is you. So yeah, when you lay down with somebody because a without getting all into like a biblical talk that's pretty much the whole purpose of being alive is to go forth and multiply human nature says go have sex it's is morals and self-discipline and everything else that says who we're actually going to have sex with so yeah when you when you lay down with people you definitely take a piece of them with you and you leave a piece of yourself with them so you definitely have to be careful with who you sleep with yeah i definitely um yeah i definitely agree with that i definitely that's kind of what so like my experiences with friends with benefits has I have it's just been toxic but and I'm not saying I'm ever going to do this again because I've as I've gotten older I've just have different views on like when I would give myself to someone or whatever but I like the part that you said for those of y'all who might want to get off into this because there's no judgment on what anyone wants to do with their life but I like the part that you said about communication and establishing your boundaries and how a lot of people just go off emotion because for me that's kind of how it was it's like okay yeah we cool yeah we may be feeling each other but us jumping from friends to the next thing it just kind of happened based off going along what was going on and i can't even blame it on like at drugs or alcohol and or anything like that because that wasn't always necessarily the case is more so just getting caught up in the moment. And then we, it just became a mess. So it was just super toxic. But for me, where I'm at now is it's almost like, I feel like intimacy is like the cherry on top. I feel like you should have a solid re like relationship, friendship, communication, all these things first and then add that not necessarily just what I used to do is just kind of like jump into these situations and be a whole mess or whatever. Um, but I, I mean, and I mean, you can look at it in different ways because I want to piggyback, but I also kind of want to have a rebuttal to your point. I feel like you should be intimate on every level because I think there's a different level of intimacy that comes with every relationship. So in, in a, a relationship that you, that you are proposing that this person is your mate, on the friendship level, there's a level of intimacy. On the, the level where we discuss business as partners, there's a level of intimacy. I think uh, people tend to use the word intimacy to only have to deal with sex and relations in the bedroom. When I think on an intimate level, for me, mainly means somebody that I trust on that level. You see what I'm saying? You got friends that you trust way more than you trust certain associates because right. they, they know your business. You tell them your darkest secrets. You got you got you got two homegirls that you hang with in the same circle, and one of them know more about you than the other one. Not because you distrust this person, but because you have a closer relationship with this person, mm -hmm, so it's more mm -hmm. of an intimate dealing. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's what I mean by that. But no, I agree. I was, but I in that specific thing was just talking physical. But I definitely agree that 
I guess you kind of said it a little bit better where you got to have all that other levels of intimacy before you before but, yeah yeah, you yeah, yeah. I and, and I know I know you and I have different views on marriage because I know you are not for it and I'm not Jesus. here to, yeah Listen, I'm not God Jesus in a verse from Jay-Z <laughs> you need God Jesus in a verse from Jay-Z to convince me to marry you like right and I'm not I'm not trying to convince you at all but the reason I bring that up is because I've just come to this place in my life where I just feel like if we not married, I don't even want to go there. And I know, and it's not even about because of biblical views, although anyone who knows me knows I'm a believer, but I agree with what that says because I didn't do it and just the mess that came in. I know everybody has different views on that, but. But I hope, listen, but I don't, I don't not, I don't want to get married because I don't believe in marriage. Like, I wholeheartedly champion anybody that does it. I love going to weddings. I love the, the, the few times I've been the best man. I love getting drunk at weddings. I love the happiness that comes <laughs> with it. I just feel like I won't even use the term that it's not for me. I just don't see it happening to me. And I'm okay oh, with it. Okay. I'm okay with it because of the reasons I feel that I should love a woman. I'm okay if it never happens just because it never happens or if it never happens because of the plateau that I have placed my emotions on, I'm good with it either way. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, okay, okay. So you're not... Because for, I- for me to be this old and to only be close to getting married one time in my life, I kind of feel like... And I'm a good dude. There's too, there's not too many women that, that have messed with me that will tell you that, you know, a lot of bad about me. And I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm just saying it in the sense of we typically think, that you know, that, that ladies want to... To snatch up the good men out here in the sense of marriage or whatnot. And so for me, I just kind of feel like either A, I'm not as good a dude as they telling me I am, or B, <laughs> there's just something, you know what I mean, in the energy that that has not brought the woman. Because like I said, I was I was gonna get married when I was in Florida, um, to a woman named Fela, but that didn't work out. And so since then I haven't been in love with anybody to, to that magnitude mm. that you know what I'm saying. That made me want to. I, I've been with women that made me want to spend the rest of my life with them, but not. I don't want to marry you because I think that's a whole different kind of transition. So, yeah, definitely is a different level. See, I was married. I was married to my daughter's their dad, and it's crazy because we had the girls before. Like, I already had a son before we got together. Then we had the girls before we got married, and in hindsight. I, we should have never got married because how old was I? It's not even because of age. I was 25. But now that I understand just relationships a lot different and even just love that it's not really all just about romance. Sometimes you might not want to be bothered with that person, but it's that commitment that y'all got to hold on to and work through whatever. And then it's like, all the trials that we've had um, as a family ever since he died, it's kind of like, it's made me realize it's all about who you're walking through life with. But when we got married, I had this idea that the things that I didn't like about our situation, because we didn't have a good relationship, that it would have changed. Like marriage would have been this band-aid that we could slap on it and then our relationship would be good. And that's definitely not how it was it actually got worse after we got married 
But despite that, I feel like I've learned from that. And so, you know, you get some people where they, they get married, they get divorced, and then they just are like, oh, I'm never getting married again. I don't I don't have those views. Like, I'm a firm believer in, you know, I just got to learn from it and move on. And if it happens again, it happens. It hasn't happened yet. I actually haven't even had a relationship since then. But a lot of it is because I was in school. And then that was five years trying to get my degree. They got my got my degree 2015. And then that was the year that he was killed. And so oh, wow. then it's like, I'm grieving. My daughters are grieving. And then we just went through a whole bunch of other trials. And so it's kind of like to just say, like people ask me, especially when I kind of got into trying to do the whole online dating thing, which never again, but when Word, I got I it. Agree. Yeah, okay. it's nah. <laughs> but when I tried to get into it, that's the question. Well, why are you single? Why have you been single so long? Or even like friends I'll have that'll be like, "Oh, ain't you dating?" And I'm like, "No, I mean, you know Yo, what I mean." Can I, can I interject real quick? Can can we? Since everybody want to normalize stuff nowadays, can we normalize? Like, you don't have to be a certain age, and a certain time doesn't have to pass for something to happen in your life. Oh, you this age, and you ain't married, or you this age, and you ain't got a degree, or you this, it's been this long, and you ain't dating yet. No, I'm a human <laughs> being, and I'm allowed to do things in my own space and time. And right. it's, it's so funny to me that a lot of the people that hit you with, yo, you ain't, it's been this long, you ain't doing X, Y, and Z yet, they have so many things that in that same cliche realm that they are not doing. True. And, you know what I mean? Can we like? It's just like um, like I heard Christian say the other day when she did she, when she came on, and she said, "Mind yo motherfucking business." That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's you, true. That, you know, so because I think a lot of times too, we don't pay attention to the fact that you never know telling somebody something like that what kind of actual emotion you're inflicting on them. Mm. I'm grieving. I'm going through something. I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. I might be coming out of it. I might still be deep into it. But you come at me and say, you still ain't? Now, now mind you, now, let's say, let's look at both dynamics. I'm coming out of it. You still ain't dating nobody yet? I might rush it. Right. I'm still deep in it. You still ain't dating nobody yet? I might close myself off even more because, oh, now, now you got me feeling like my emotions is wrong. Leave mm. folks alone. Check yeah. on your friends. Love your friends. But you can't rush somebody else's time in anything, whether it's grief, happiness, education, whatever. Let's stop rushing, man. You know what I mean? Don't let nobody be lazy and stagnant and a bum. But, you know, stop rushing no. folks, man. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. So here's a word about this week's sponsor. Now, ladies, listen, if you live in my city and you've been needing your nails done, Extraordinary Nails by Eva can create custom nails for any occasion. So go ahead and head over to Sola Salons in Shadow Lake and enjoy a private one-on-one -on -one session. So you ain't got to worry about all them extra people with the Rona out here. The salon is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., or 6 30 to 8 p.m. and then 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. The best part is if you mention this ad, you can get some free nail art. Man. <laughs> All right. So next, let's let's go to the next thing, I guess. So do you feel like at any point 
if something is considered like too aggressive when it comes to a woman pursuing. And then let's get into the whole like strong black woman thing and whatever, which is funny because it's coming out a lot now because of the things that are going on in our culture. But I remember seeing something this dude posted and I did not comment on it. It was somebody on Facebook because I kind of just refused to have certain conversations with people on social media I just scroll away, like unless it's food, I just scroll away <laughs> and I just act like I didn't even see it. But there was some is a white dude who posted this, and there was some black woman. I don't know if she was a Republican or I didn't even watch the video because I was a little bit annoyed by his caption, which his uh-huh. caption was like, I'm usually not attracted to black women, but this woman is whatever but it wasn't because of how she looked it was because of whatever she said in the video that like i said i didn't watch um so i noticed i'm not bad go ahead no no you go ahead actually go ahead okay um so on the first on the first ticket i don't i think aggressiveness works both ways whatever i can whatever i feel or whatever is actually, I'll say allowed, because we're all adults. We know what crossing the line is. Um, so whatever is allowed in the sense of pursuing a woman, I feel like the same is allowed from that woman in pursuing me if, you know, the roles were reversed. What I will say, though, is we pursue for different reasons. We don't hunt. If you, It's, it's just like, like pursuing a person is like hunting, okay? So if I'm super hungry, I'm going to hunt the big meal. If I'm just trying to get a snack, I go hunt the little things. And mm. so we we mm. can't treat everything the same way. Sometimes we go and get low low uh lying fruit or low hanging fruit because we don't have time to climb that climb. You know what I mean? So when it comes when it comes to being too aggressive, it's more of a thing for me of again, like what what realm are you pursuing this person in? If I'm pursuing you as my friend, then you shouldn't be sending me like new pictures. Or if I'm just pursuing you as somebody I'm trying to sleep with, but at the same time, this other woman I'm pursuing is somebody I want to be with. If I'm, if I, if we have, or like, if I'm, if I'm kicking it with you and you send me like naked pictures within the first week and I know that in my head you're somebody I've already deemed that is, I might want to kick it with, then yeah, that's, that's way too aggressive. And I'm going to tell you about yourself, it's probably going to turn you up. But if you're somebody I've already deemed that, you know, what I mean, we just we just friends with benefits, and it's really friends with benefits. Hell, y'all want to see some titty bitches in the first week? That's what we're here for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if you're somebody that I, if I want to build with you, and that's what we have established in the sense of what we talk about, how we talk to each other, and all of that, I think sometimes people use the respect; they use it as game, and it's not game. Respect somebody, respect all people. But learn the level that you're on. Some women literally just want to have sex with you, just like some men literally just want to have sex with women. But we tend to try to sugarcoat stuff to see, oh, if that's really what it is. Nah, man. This mm-hmm. that's why the level of aggressiveness sometimes gets overstepped because we don't have real life communication. Go at somebody for the reasons you want to go at them. Be honest with them. If you just want to have sex with them and they're not that person, that's just your lesson of oh, okay, cool. This ain't the one for me. Don't sugarcoat shit. You still want to only have sex with them. You know what I mean? And now you sugarcoat stuff, and they're pretty much, in short, let me, because I'll get super long-winded, but to wrap it up, 
let people base their feelings off of you off the truth, not a lie. When we base our feelings off of a lie, you have to tell me more lies in order to keep me satisfied. And that's unfair. So then going off something you just said, do men come, uh, what's the word I want to like compartmentalize women? And I'm thinking like, is it possible for a male and a female to start off as platonic friends and then make that cross to a dating relationship or whatever successfully? Like, do you think that could happen? And then wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. So what does that look like? No, no, no. That's cool. So what do you think that looks like? Because everybody has different views. It's like communication. But no, no, no. You go ahead. I, I was gonna say when you when you cross over to uh being when you're with your friend and you cross over into a romantic relationship, that is what we have to remember. I'm with my friend and now it's a romantic relationship. We can still do all the same things that we did as friends because that's why we like being around each other. But a lot of men tend to forget that yeah, she was your bestie and y'all never did anything and it was whatever y'all had the common interest in, but now she's your old lady. She needs to be romance. Women, trust me, dude, she ain't, you ain't the only one telling us she's fine on a daily, okay? <laughs> so just like men get uninterested, women can get uninterested. And if you date your friend and you don't make the, the proper transition into romanticizing your relationship, it becomes, to me, it becomes toxic. Friends, like actual friends that turn into relationships, it's either going to be one or two ways. It's going to be horrible or it's going to be awesome. Who does not want to be in love with the person that knows them the best? But the thing about that is, again, are we we need to learn how to romanticize. And a lot of times we don't. And I won't even just put it on the men. Sometimes women don't. It's because, again, the things that we were interested in before is what we continue to still do. So now we're not thinking about, uh, buy, you know, just making you a steak dinner just because. Now we're not thinking about buying you bracelets just because or setting up trips just because or whatever. You see what I'm saying? So we have to romanticize and it can work. Without it, it won't. See, communication is, it's important. I I hear that in what you said. For me, I've always had this, like, I don't know, not dream, but I guess to, like, fall in love with my best friend. And I feel like that dream has kind of been the fuel behind a lot of the friends with benefits or situationships that I've gotten caught up in. But the key thing that I did not do is ever really communicate what I actually wanted, but what I've just really realized in a conversation I had with a friend recently is that the wounds that I have from my bio dad have really shaped the way I Mm -hmm. don't ask for what I need because, you know, he was absent or then he will pop in and pop out without really like any explanation of why. and, And I'm his only child. So then it made it seem like either I'm too much or I am just not worth what I actually want. Because really all I ever wanted was a relationship with him. I don't need you to like, give me all this money, just be around, have a conversation, uh, you know, and, and when he would do it, the times we would talk, it he would be a dad. But the problem is because he doesn't know how to be one is what he told my aunt. And then what I also realized is that um, it's kind of, as much as I say, you shouldn't 
take on somebody else's opinion of you and make it, you know, a part of how you view yourself when it's a parent, that's when it's super hard because it's kind of like, dude, I ain't asked to be here. You know what I mean? Like y'all did this and I don't know. And so then, um, so with my, my, you know, my bio dad, he basically the message that he spoke to me from his behavior is that I'm not worthy of his time, attention, whatever. And as much as I know that he is not the same as any other man, what I realize is it's part of why I didn't ever ask for what I wanted or communicate my needs or whatever, because I felt like it would go unheard anyway, because I would tell him like, Hey man, you either in or you out, you ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't want to that, like, just say it, you know what I mean? I am a very firm believer in upfront communication communicating your expectations because if you don't and mainly it's because i didn't for years but if you don't you're not gonna get what you want but then then when i you know i did with him um i don't know man it's been kind of crazy um but when you're not taught it that's why people don't do it even a lot of people don't even think it's real that that's something that you're supposed to do in relationships relationships are just supposed to like i said a lot of people just oh it's emotional and it is a lot of emotion but if you don't talk if you don't speak like, like for years, I I didn't want to accept the fact that the relationship I had with my mother was an abandonment issue relationship. So I held on to women for some of the most horriblest reasons. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Toxic ass relationships, but mm. you great in bed. Toxic relationships, but you got a lot of money. Toxic, you know what I mean? Because I didn't know how to be alone because of abandonment issues I had with my mom. And I feel like when we confront our demons, no, they're not easily walked away but it's easier then to be like all right this is why i'm doing this toxic behavior i cannot you know it's easier to stop being toxic when you actually admit to yourself hey i am being toxic and b this is why so that's so true the part about the abandonment because for me and in i want not just relationships because like i said i've been single for a long time but the toxic friendships I've had that were situationships or whatever you want to call them. That makes sense that that's why I held on to them. And then it's kind of like I had a period of time where I didn't have any super close male friends and it was just me and it was great. And I think it's in that alone time that I kind of found myself and real, and I won't even say find myself. I'll say refound myself because I was always there. It's just who I was, was shielded behind hurt and pain and all these yeah. things. And now what I notice is, cause even like, man, you know how, I don't know how it is for dudes, but Twitter and Instagram, cause not so much Facebook because Facebook is like my people that I already know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But on Twitter and Instagram, I I don't get like a ton of dudes in my DMs, but the dudes that I do get in my DMs, it be like weird, like <laughs> it just be like it's annoying. But what I realize is I would even almost entertain it, like almost be too nice and explain things that I shouldn't and all these things just because. I didn't understand. Like, I don't owe y'all nothing. And so 
just recently I had a dude on Instagram. So he's like, hello. And you know, we might have people hop in our DMs because of an episode we put out yeah. or whatever. So I try to be very like polite, <clears throat> approachable, because I can establish a boundary without for lack of a better word, being a bitch about it. Like I could still be kind and whatever and still be. And so he was like, how are you? Um, Hey, I'm already knowing where this is going, but, <laughs> but I'm trying to like, just ride it out. Right. So, and he's like, you look, you're very beautiful. Something. Thank you. Where are you from? I'm in the U S Oh, I'm wherever he was. And I'm like, okay. And then I, he said something about wanting to get to know me better. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the purpose of that? And he's like, because, you know, I lost my wife two years ago, which that actually kind of like uh, tug at my heartstrings a little bit because I know how that is trying to raise a child, if that's even real, but trying to raise a child, you know. And right. so I'm like, I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. I know that's got to be hard raising him, but... I can't help you with being your companion. Like, I'm sorry. Right. And he was like, well, why not? Do you have a husband? First of all, dude, I don't have to explain <laughs> anything to you. Like, I don't know you. I don't. And see, the old me would have been nice and like explained all that. But I'm realizing I ain't got to explain nothing to you. So what I said, At well, all. I don't, not to be rude, but I don't owe you an explanation. However, feel free to listen to my podcast <laughs> and this is what I talk about. And here's the link. All right. You can learn and, everything about me that way. And that's the thing. Oh, I got another question because I've always wondered this. And most of the other podcasters that are dudes that I know are married. Uh -huh. So, okay. Cause your podcast, you talk, I mean, you're, I haven't listened to, I'm going to go off of Pimrose versus anybody, the episodes that I've listened to on there, okay. where you, you're pretty um, transparent about your life and how you think about this, that, and the other. And like, I know you were in a relationship, right? but now that you're not, so how soon would you just bust out with you know, I host a podcast. And the reason I asked that is I think about that for me because I talk a lot about my life. It's almost like this is my journal. So I talk a lot about my life. I talk a lot about how I feel, what I'm wrestling with. And I remember when I was doing online dating, I didn't really want to tell anybody I host a podcast because I didn't want to feel like, oh, well, you could just go listen and feel like you know everything about me and try to like use that to run game on me or whatever. But I feel you on that though. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like no nobody knows I do podcasting unless you become like extremely close to me. I I don't talk about it because for me even even with like so in the sense of pot in the a, entire existence of my podcast career, I've only had two girlfriends in that time frame, right? So okay. <clears throat> one of them was for like Four years of my podcasting career, five years because we have been together so long. And then the, the other girl was a girl y'all heard so much about for this last year or whatever. But which side them, note? How long? How long have you been podcasting? Since, it was a lot of years. You just said talk about five years. This a yeah, year like that. Since, when did we start podcasting? Like Christmas time of twenty fifteen. 
Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that's when, right. that's when we we was a group then, and then it broke down to just me and BJ for like a couple years, and then I just stepped away for a minute, like for a long ass minute. I was just like, I'm good. I just stay active. You know what I mean? Just kind of mm-hmm. like I am now. I just stay active in the community or whatever. Right. But um, so in that sense, my thing with 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 that is podcast the podcasting community, and it's definitely something that you have to explain to your significant other as if you would explain having a group of friends that work because i keep i don't keep them separate from it but it is something that i don't necessarily need you to interact with in order for me to have fun with it support Mm -hmm. me you know what i'm saying have my back don't 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 look down on it like it's just you and this little ass hobby i know some people who their mates be like oh that that little ass podcast and that's not that's not okay you know what i mean Mm -mm. people taking their time and energy to go through this so I have had, well, both of them listen to me faithfully. And then there's times where they wouldn't go months. They would go months without listening to me. My biggest thing about it is when I'm close to you, I'm going to tell you about it because I need you to understand that I'm going to take time away from you at different times because I want to be successful in this. When mm-hmm. I don't know you or I'm, I'm just getting to know you, that's really not something I need you to know because I actually don't want you going to listen to me for those very same reasons that mm. you said. It's cool if you find out, but for me to just leave with, hey, I got a podcast, to me, I feel like, A, you're reaching. Like, I would be the one that's reaching, like, by telling you that. And two, like you said, I'm leaving, I'm now, because that's one of the biggest things about having listeners, is your listeners love it, because the only reason you have any listeners, any podcaster out, is because the listeners somehow connects with you. Mm-hmm. But they connect with you organically, because somehow somebody either told them about your show, or they randomly seen it pop up on a iPhone or however they got to the, to your show and they stayed there, they got there organically. Meeting somebody and being like, hey, I got a podcast. And then a month in, this nigga is breaking down rules on you or saying this to you and saying that to you. <laughs> it's because, yeah, he went back and listened. And that's, you know, if he finds it organically, cool. But if not, nah, I'm not with that. And the thing about the community that I'm learning, because obviously I haven't been doing this. I mean, it hasn't even been a year yet. It's been since like November. Um, But what I'm learning is kind of like we're having this conversation and we're talking about, especially on my show, because I mean, all I talk about is my feelings, my this, that, and the other. So like, I think about these things now that I'm starting to record with, especially like more men that whoever, much like the music industry and Baylor and I talked about this, I think after I was on his show, that this is almost like the music industry where it's like a different, like you just said, I have my podcast friends and like, it's totally separate. Like most of the people I follow on Twitter or follow me other than my little brother, my little sister and like two other friends are people that I met in the podcast community. Yep, so it's kind of like, and you know, be, and you know, we be having zooms, we be having all these things that turn into an episode. We're having this conversation about relationships, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, Oh, that means something's going on. And so I've been thinking about all this as a single female who hopefully will one day get into a relationship. Like, don't first of all, don't be saying my little podcast because I'm gonna feel right. super salty about that. Yeah, I, I would be mad if somebody yeah. addressed myself like that. Because for me, this is like an ex like huh. And I asked all a lot of y'all, like, why do you 
podcast or whatever, or what does it do for you or something, whatever I tweeted. Yeah. And it's like, for me, there's a level of, I get to control this. Like this is my show. So I get to make it whatever I want it to be. But there's right. also, this is an outlet for me. So like me having you on is not because, oh, you're Pimrose and I know he's been in the game for however long. And I want, it's, we already have rapport and I know I could talk to him about this and probably get a perspective that I didn't think of. And that's what I need in my, like y'all are a part of my journey, basically. Yeah, you know I, mean? I feel you. I feel you. Because, like, and I feel the same way. Like for me to come in the game when I did, a lot of the people that I came in with, or a lot of people are actually still around and are actually doing very well. But to meet new people and to meet, you know what I'm saying? It just piggybacking off how you said, like it's a part of the journey. Like, a lot of me gave up on podcasting, not because I'm not, I don't like it, but I became extremely uninspired. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. when you meet new people and you find new reasons to do it, and you find a new direction and new and, and, and new life and why you want to do it, new people become a part of your journey that you never thought you would interact with them across and things of that nature. So mm -hmm. I totally feel you. You know what yeah. I mean? So and it's but, yo, but before before I get away from it, because you asked me something that we didn't talk about, and that was the strong black woman thing. Oh yeah, see, that's that's what's up because I actually <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a person who one hundred percent hates that term. I hate the the term the strong black woman. The reason for that is, a you don't have to call yourself strong in order to exhibit the strength that you put on on a daily. One, because black women, just like just like black men are always like, yo, we got to do more than anybody. Black women, the same, if not more. You know what I mean? You're not listened to when you go to the doctor. It was it used to be uh, uh, a, a clinical thing that was put on y'all that said that black women could with, with, um, withstand and endure more pain than white counterparts. You see what I'm saying? It's stuff I like that. that. Like, yeah. And and so. You know what I mean? For me, the reason I hate when I hear the strong black woman is one, show me another race of woman that says that shit. And I'm not saying we got to compare, but my thing again is when people openly put some type of claim on themselves, it's because they feel like they haven't been hurt. Mm. I don't know where the term strong black woman came from. If black women actually started that shit, if, 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 a, if a man started it, whatever. But my whole thing is for you to exclaim that I am a strong black woman, it means that you had to find your strength from somewhere and you don't. Y'all are literally the backbone of everything we fucking do. I do apologize that a lot of the people that look like me, talk like me, and act like me just so happen to not respect y'all the way that y'all should. And I'm not just talking to you right now. If you're a black woman and you listening to me right now, I'm sorry. Because, hey, I know I'm a good dude, but I, I probably was a shitty person at one point in time. But you don't have to exclaim how strong you are because every time you do, all you do is make everybody else look at you and say, why? And I get it. We, we shit it on y'all. Black men are the white men of the fucking black community. We have been allowed to get away with so much shit in the name of y'all dealing with it. Again, I'm sorry. But as strong as you are, I wouldn't be half of the nigga I am if it wasn't for black women. You don't have to exclaim how strong you are because you are already... You've already exhibited it. You know what? I don't think black women, black women came up with that term. And the reason why is because 
like for me, for example, okay, so I told y'all, I mean, I, I mean, everybody who's ever listened to me should know that the girl's dad was killed five years ago. And I have had to, now my son, he's lived with his dad. So I haven't, you know, I haven't had to just raise him by myself, but it's like, once he died, it literally was me raising them by myself, me dealing with when Janae, that's my youngest, when she was taking it really hard and self-harming and all these things that she was doing and me having to navigate through all that while carrying my own grief and where I, so the reason why I say I don't think a black woman came up with it, because when people tell me how strong I am as a way to dismiss the vulnerability that I'm trying to display as I'm talking about frustration, it's actually painful. And if I'm honest, um, I have a really good guy friend and I've talked about him on the show as me deciding whether or not I have feelings for him or whatever. And what I realized actually today, as I was talking to somebody else about it, is that I just appreciate that he just let me be. I just appreciate that I could be vulnerable. I could be soft. I could be whatever words you want to, you know, use. Right. And whenever he talked about my strength, it wasn't in a way to dismiss my pain. So he never invalidated my feelings because I talked to him about just stuff that I don't talk about with everybody. When you talk about that intimacy, like that level of friendship that we have, because we've been friends for so long, I would talk to him about, you know, the fears that I had with my uh, oldest daughter. She just graduated high school. So fears with that me transitioning from all of my kids needing to me to my older two are 18 and about to be 21. And then, you know what I'm saying? So that transition, I talked to him about the unfairness of my daughter graduating and her dad not being there. I talked to him even about just issues with men and whatever. And what I appreciate is that when he brought up my strength, it was never in those moments. It was always it was at the right time to encourage me and remind me, Hey, you're not a quitter. You're not this, you're not that, but it was never like, well, you're so strong. So you know what I'm saying? Like, and so that's why, yeah. yeah, And that's what (laughs) a lot of people do is because they see me as so quote unquote strong because I didn't fall apart in their eyes as we walk through whatever, I personally do not think a black woman came up with that term because I'm not going to say I speak for all women, but I feel like most women want to be able to just be a woman. And I think we were strong because we have to be, we handle things as single moms or whatever. And I'll say for all women, not just black women, we do what we have to do, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's what we want to do. Like I wish... You know what I mean? Like, I wish their dad was still around when, I mean, granted, Janae probably wouldn't have been doing what she was doing if he was, but just stuff that I've had to deal with by myself, I wish I didn't have to. Finances, making decisions, whatever. I don't want to have to do all that by myself. I just do what I have to do because, well, who else is going to do it? You know what I mean? And And I think this, as as men, this is where that, because the conversation has come up a lot protecting our black women 
sometimes it is more than just physically protecting them. Sometimes right. it is checking in on somebody. Sometimes it is noticing the single mom that's in the hood and just being like, hey, are you good? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think yeah. we have to get back to a village a village mentality. We have to, A, stop scaring our women. And, and women, we have to, uh, in my personal opinion, sometimes y'all got to stop turning your nose up at a dude that's just really trying to be nice. I do understand that we have perpetuated this 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 disgusting uh, pandemic, I guess I'll even say, of <laughs> men who just really don't care about you. But there, I, I honestly feel like there's more men that care about black women than don't. But in the Navy, we had a set. We had a saying: um, "One fuck up messes up a thousand data boys." And that means, you know, what I'm saying is that the one is the one dude who. You know, when you hear about the, the, the horrible things that happen to women, and especially black women at the hands of other black men, it it is horrible because it does put us all in a horrible light. Like, I know 100% that I'm a, a great dude, and it almost hurts my feelings when you see women or, or you know that you are being generalized because something is the norm for women nowadays. Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like we ha- we, we when, it, when it comes to protecting your... Has to go past just physically. I, I, I see a dude jumping on you. Yeah, we supposed to jump in the middle of that. I know that there was days of, you know, you don't get in the in the middle of anybody else's business, and I still feel that to a certain degree. But it'd be women getting molly whopped in the streets, and people just pulling their phones out and recording. And it's like, oh, what man. are we doing? <laughs> what are what are we what are we saying to each other as a people? You know what I mean? Not just to our women. What are we saying to each other as a people? Like, you know, we, we got to do better when it comes to protecting our women. And it starts, like I said, we're going past just the physical stuff. Check on the single mother that's in the hood. Check on, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and stop being so afraid to be a village. I don't know where this mentality came from. If everybody is, you know, each house is to its own. And you got a few people that you mess with in the hood. I ain't saying that you got to be on an intimate friendship level with everybody that's on your block. But everybody that's on your block, you should know, and they should know them. It's supposed to be a village, and that's the point of it, you know. So. Man, I I don't know if I really had a view. Well, I feel like I've always appreciated the village mentality, and it's mainly because my mom, like, she was raised me as a single parent, and then when we got heavily involved into church, you know, you have different youth ministry and youth leaders, and I had somebody who was like a second mom to me. Her name is Miss Trish, just so don't nobody else think I'm talking about you. Everybody knows <laughs> that, that I love her and she, her and my mom are still friends or whatever. And so what I appreciate about my mom, and I don't, she's listened, but I don't know if she listens, like how often she listens. Right. What I appreciate about my mom is that my mom allowed someone else to pour into me. Like she wasn't prideful, like, oh, I got this. I don't need this, whatever. And so me knowing the importance of that, because I grew up with that. And like, I would talk to Miss Trish about stuff that sometimes I wouldn't talk to my mom about because they just have different personalities. And it was no shade to my mom. I love my mom. You know what I mean? But different people give you different things and whatever. And so I've noticed that with my youngest specifically, no, my bad. Go ahead. I'll tell you no, when you're done. Yeah, with my youngest specifically, <laughs> it has truly, truly, truly taken a village with her since their dad died. And it's kind of like she would talk to different people about different stuff. She would call people her second mom. And 
because I knew the importance of that for me, I never really was offended by it because I know at the end of the day, I'm her mom. But if you could talk to somebody else about something and maybe you don't feel comfortable, hey, do what you got to do. She'll, she always comes around eventually. But then what I also noticed with her is, you know, she definitely pulled away from me when her dad died out of fear of that bond because she thought, well, if I, you know, be super close to her like we were, what if she dies? And it wasn't until I didn't find that out till a couple weeks ago because I didn't know what happened. I just knew I was the devil as far as she was concerned. (laughs) But yeah, so the village, I'm I'm all for the village for sure. Yeah, you gotta have it. I mean, I it, it was gonna be a jest what I was gonna say, but my grandmother knows about every like married woman I slept with. My dad doesn't know about any of them. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have certain <laughs> people that you can talk to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely understand. I mean, even growing up as a kid, like there was definitely times where and, it's, you know, as, as children, I don't think they don't come talk to us because they don't want to talk to us. But, again, it's, when you're their parent, you are the judge, jury, executioner, you're Santa yeah. Claus, you're their yeah, help, yeah. like, you're, you're everything. And so they don't know how to sometimes talk, just like we didn't as children. So, yeah, the village the village has to be there, of course, you know, vet the people that you have in your village. But I think right. we have to get back to a mentality of loving each other, love, love I, like, I remember growing up and I knew that people in my hood wanted to see me succeed, not just my parents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's what we need to get back to is knowing mm-hmm. that the, the community needs to feel that the community loves it. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if it ain't like like my hood was like 10 blocks deep, maybe your hood ain't that big. Maybe you four blocks deep, but just take care of your hood. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Or wherever you leave your cul-de-sac, your neighborhood, your <laughs> <laughs> wherever you at. Right. That's important. I just was talking to a friend and he was more talking about his family, but just how um he feels he doesn't feel supported by his family. Like they just bring up his flaws. And right. I mean, he's done dope things, graduated college, very active in the community, and all these things like pouring back. And he's been doing that for years. Like that's how I met him working in the community. Um And so that's my encouragement to the rest of y'all. Like, if you see somebody doing something well, you know how they say, give them their roses while they're here. Like, I don't care how successful you think they are or if you feel like they don't need to hear it. They do. We all need encouragement. You know what I'm saying? Like, they need to hear that. If you if you appreciate something about somebody, tell them because Man, you just never know how much that kindness can go. That's why I'm a be kind always, be kind yeah. always, or be quiet. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Yes, I'm like, petty. We beef about food, but <laughs> you gotta you, you gotta have your fun, but that doesn't make right. you an evil person. You know exactly, what I mean? exactly. Like um, like sometimes I start paying forward lines if I go through a drive through, mm. or I you know what I mean it just be little stuff. I I know I don't you know what I mean when. I feel like money is a tool. It's not the end all be all. So the way that you use it is is literally how you gain more of it. And mm-hmm. so I feel like even with the little that, that I may have, you just just look out. You know what I mean? Like we gave a we gave a homeless dude forty dollars the other day. And my man's just like forty dollars. And I was just like, that's what my spirit said to give blood. I can't tell you, you know what I mean, what you should or should not do with your money. Right. But 
that's what I gave. And I just, you know, it's just like you said, be kind or be quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in the, in the essence of like just being out here, you got to be kind of people. We People going to make you mad. You're going to have dumb days at work. You're going to have dumb coworkers sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if we put out more of a kind energy on a daily basis, you know, we can kind of act some of those things and just continue to live a happy life. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that my mind is going in so many different directions of other stuff to add on to this, but I feel like I'll just have you back on because I'm um, here for it. Whenever. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go ahead and get out of here, tell the people again where they can find you. I mean, if you got any upcoming projects or anything you want them to know about, is there another Penrose versus anyone episode coming out soon? <laughs> hint, 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 you know, stuff like that. Go ahead and let them know. Um, well, again, my name is Penrose Eames. You can find me on Twitter at Penrose Eames. Any other social uh, is going to be at Penrose Eames. Um, again, I am the host of Penrose versus anybody. I wouldn't even say that it's on a hiatus. I just, I've been, I've been living through y'all and loving to see the creative, the creativity that comes with y'all because I have been extremely uninspired in my own craft. Um, mm-hmm. There are some other things that I'm working on, but I would much rather not give you anything than to give you trash. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's where you can find me on Twitter, on IG. Um, I don't do Facebook because it's the devil's lettuce and I shall not partake. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, I think that's really only the place that all, all the places that I am. Uh, Twitter and IG, the show you can find it, of course, on Instagram. And I'm on Instagram, on anywhere that you can listen to a <laughs> podcast, and that's Penrose versus anybody. So, we out here, man. I'm definitely coming back. I'm definitely still active in these streets. I just, I know for a fact that I was, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and I said, yo, and this is no dig at nobody that's out there. So, if you hear it, you take it how you want. I said, yo, it's a lot of niggas monetize it, and they really can't fuck with me. I ain't doing nothing, and there's a reason for that. Sit back, look at really where you exist in the world. Podcasting is is easy, but it's hard. The thing about it is, why are you doing it? Are you helping somebody, or do you just want to yell at a microphone? You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I had to literally step back and look at myself and realize that through this through the time that I've been doing this, I have definitely been in multiple positions to where we we were supposed to. The next thing we should have been paid, but it has always fumbled somehow. And when you step back and look at the reason why things continue to fumble, it's up to you to change things. We only have two things in this world that dictates our daily life, and that's free will and self-discipline. How you use them is how you move. Hmm. We can use them wildly and continue to run in place, or we can we can use them the way that God intended for us to use them and move forward in the craft that we're supposed to move forward in, which actually, before we get out of here too, if you want to find the person that's for you, look into self, which means whatever you feel like you want to do, whatever craft, job, place you want to live, whatever, whatever 100% drives your soul, your mate's coming. We we tend to look for people on the outside when really, as long as we're doing what we're supposed to do, the energy is going to bring people around. This is why you got so many different people in your life in the podcast world, because you put your energy into podcasting. You know what I mean? Mm. Dope, dope fiends don't become dope fiends by themselves. That energy goes into it and more dope fiends show up. People think I'm lying. This is the way that the world works. You mm. put yourself, you, you dig yourself into you, the person you're looking for is coming. So, I just want to say that real quick before I forget. That is uh, interesting. See, this is what I love about these conversations with him and then the other guests that are going to come is because 
what I appreciate about y'all, and I'm going to tell you this, just like I told Baylor when I was on his show, you know, I talked about the, the whole father wounds and all that stuff. And it's like you all that have, for whatever reason, decided to take an interest, pour in, be it wisdom, advice, encouragement. Like I talk a lot about the stuff I'm going through on Twitter and y'all, you know, care, whatever. It's kind of like, God has used y'all to redeem a lot of the unhealthy male interactions and friendships I've had where, yeah, people did that, but they did that with like ill motives. And it's kind of like when I was in high school, when I think back, I was always the one who I had my kind of like in the podcast where I got my core group that you already know who that is. And then I always had homeboys though, like, and it Shout was out never to Audrey Shay throwing ass. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, um, but then I always had like my homeboys, and it was like it was never anybody I dated. I just have always appreciated the male perspective. But then I think there's a part of me that maybe like was trying to fill in a void, you know what I'm saying? Like that male, whatever. So that's what I appreciate about you coming on, um, having this conversation because you knew it was going to be something like, you know what I'm saying? For real, right. not know whatever. So I just, but that part about, it's like, you're confirming something I've been that I feel like God keeps telling me, like, just keep focusing on what you're supposed to do, like what your purpose is, whatever. And who I have for you is going to come. And not everybody believes that. And that's fine. I'm not here to convince y'all, whatever. That's just how I view it. And you saying that is almost like confirmation of that. So I appreciate that. Um, But like I said, if y'all enjoyed this, which I'm sure y'all did, um, because this was, Man, listen, y'all don't even understand everything. What it took to get here. Yeah, like for real, for real. But if it was for nobody else, this was for me. So maybe the enemy was trying to stop, you know what I'm saying, my blessing from this. But before we get up out of here, I'm going to go ahead and do the weekly podcast shout out because I'm not sure if y'all actually look at the episode notes. So this week's podcast shout out goes to drink drunk dead podcast and their title is exactly what they do they are drunk and they are talking about some of the wildest scariest what i don't know i wouldn't say scariest but just the wildest stories i don't even know where they find these stories at um but their episode information for their show i mean is in the episode notes so Go ahead and click that link. And as always, make sure you take care of your mental health. Make sure you take care of your physical health. Work out. Eat right because I promise you will feel good if you eat good. I always feel like crap after I eat trash food. And then make sure you take care of your spiritual health, whatever that looks like. Just do what y'all got to do to be healthy. And I will see y'all next week. So first things first, shout out to Sniper T for this beat, and all his information can be found in the episode notes. Now, like I say on social media, I want y'all to interact with me, so here's a few ways you can do that, and the links and whatnot to all these methods are in the episode notes as well. Now, you can leave me a voicemail. Call 720-457-4022. You can email me 
hey y'all can follow me on twitter follow me on instagram and i'll follow you back and then you can go ahead and slide in the dms just not on no weird stuff you can also like the facebook page and the link on there goes to my email as well now what i need y'all to do is pay attention on my socials for when i ask for feedback for the thoughts to ponder episodes that air every other monday because the reality is that y'all feedback is what makes those episodes dope so leave me a voicemail follow me on twitter instagram facebook or email me just holla at your girl